Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Wednesday, we've made it to Wednesday. Welcome to today's episode of Live Mike. I am Lee Lonsberry. We're going to cover a lot of ground today. I say that every day because it's true every day. Uh, Producer Amy and I and the rest of the team, we scour headlines. We touch bases with our sources. uh, We read source documents. (laughs) All the the good areas where uh, we should be looking, getting ready for today's program. And today we're kicking things off uh, with the presidential debates. What are you doing next Tuesday night? Yeah, next Tuesday, the 29th of September, will be the first of a series of three presidential debates. This one will be taking place in Ohio. It was initially initially uh, scheduled to happen on the campus of Notre Dame, but uh, you know, due to COVID and all that, uh, Notre Dame made it known that oh, actually, no, the the student experience would be compromised due to the need to have an empty auditorium. Uh, and, well, so we're just going to have to back out. Well. Case Western Reserve uh, in Ohio said, uh, we can handle it. We, we can handle it. And so it is that uh, next Tuesday evening, uh, the 29th, the first presidential debate pitting Donald Trump and Joe Biden to, against one another face to face. This will be the first uh, opportunity for us to get a glimpse of that. What, do you, what are you looking forward to? How do you think it's going to go? Can you predict a, a winner and a loser quite yet? I always hate when those terms are used in looking back over uh, debates, either presidential or vice presidential. And don't forget about that one. October 7th, right here in the state of Utah, we will see uh, Kamala Harris up against uh, Mike Pence here on the campus of the University of Utah. Very much looking forward to that. I, I, I don't like looking at these debates in terms of winners and losers. Now, there are certainly some exceptions in history where there has just been a clear-cut, absolute, uh, okay, that one won, uh, that one lost. Some of those uh, great lines from history, uh, you, sir, are no jacket, you know, those types of things. And so we'll see what happens uh, next Tuesday. But I yesterday, you may have heard me discussing this, with Maria Chaleos during the new news. I yesterday got my hands on a document distributed by the Commission on Presidential Debate. This is uh, the commission now for about three decades who has been essentially the authority over presidential debates. And uh, it was yesterday they released a list of topics to be covered during the debate. Now, it will be moderated by Chris Wallace. Uh, he'll moderate the again the first debate happening next Tuesday, and he uh, let the commission know what he intended to discuss during the debate. And then the debate commission, in turn, uh, released the list. The format of the debate will be uh, pretty much six 
15-minute segments. Each of those 15-minute segments uh, will be guided by a topic. Let me read to you uh, the topics that will be covered uh, next Tuesday. Number one, the Trump and Biden records. So that's topic number one, selected by Chris Wallace. The Trump and Biden records. Next, the Supreme Court. Next, COVID-19. Next, the economy. Followed by race and violence in our cities. And lastly, the integrity of our election. Now, the Debate Commission uh, and Chris Wallace, they uh, make note that these topics are subject to change because of news developments. If something uh, should arise in the news uh, that could supplant one of these six topics, that is certainly possible. But as it stands now, these are the six uh, which have been made known. And I have to tell you, I'm a bit disappointed. I'm a bit disappointed in the selection of these topics uh, for this reason. Well, well, first, before I share my rationale, ask yourself, what is the point of a a presidential debate? Think back over past election cycles as you have watched these debates. What have you always hoped to hear? Likely things that enlighten your understanding of the, uh, the, the candidates. Maybe getting some information that you didn't otherwise know. Something that might change your view or potentially inform it in a new way, uh, revealing a position or an accomplishment from a candidate that you were beforehand unaware of. So ask yourself this, as you hear this list of topics, do you have any question marks about where the candidates stand? No. No, of course not. Uh, On COVID-19, where where does the president uh, and the former vice president stand? Of course we know. I think we have it very well under control. We have very little problem in this country at this moment. We pretty much shut it down coming in from China. We're going to see what happens, but we did shut it down, yes. President Donald Trump is the loudest defender of his response to the COVID-19 pandemic. And what could happen next Tuesday? Well, he will simply be given a platform to reiterate uh, that defense of his position. How about Joe Biden? Where does he stand on COVID-19? We, of course, know. Listen to the scientists. Listen to the doctors. Listen to what they have to say. And I would respectfully suggest that you should have Dr. Fauci on a lot more than the president or anyone who's not an expert like Fauci, laying out exactly what's going on. And there are a number of things that are happening here and around the world. So Joe Biden, not a fan of the way President Trump is handling things. Now, how about onto the Supreme Court issue? Now, I know it's a very fresh issue, but what, what more could we possibly learn from President Trump on his position here? What more could we possibly learn from Joe Biden on his position here? Trump has made it very clear. We have an obligation. We won. And we have an obligation as the winners to pick who we want. Uh, that's not the next president. Hopefully I'll be the next president. But we're here now. Right now we're here. And... We have an obligation to the voters, all of the people, the millions of people that put us here in the form of a victory. We have an obligation to them, to all of those voters. And it's a very simple thing. And then Joe Biden, is there any question in your mind where he stands on the Supreme Court nomination? Let me be clear that the voters should pick the president and the president should pick the justice for the Senate to consider. And then lastly, race and violence in our cities. The the president has made his position known. 
I did more for, I say it and I say it openly, I did more for our black population than anybody other than Abraham Lincoln. Okay? And Joe Biden. Fires are burning and we have a president who fans the flames rather than fighting the flames. But we must not burn. We have to build. This president long ago forfeited any moral leadership in this country. He can't stop the violence because for years he's fomented it. All right, there are other examples. I have a long list of these candidates making their positions very clear on the issues which intended to be covered uh, next Tuesday's debate. I want to hear from you, though. What do you hope to hear? What do you hope to learn uh, by what is to take place next Tuesday? my, My view right now is that both Chris Wallace and the debate commission have let us down. You and I ultimately bear the responsibility for informing ourselves uh, as we make that all-important constitutionally granted uh, uh, right to vote in the ballot box. When we step in, uh, we are the ones who make the decision, and we can get help here and there. And I had hoped that the the debate upcoming next Tuesday uh, would be a help there. I sure hope that I'm wrong. I hope that there are elements of these areas that are enlightening. And if you are still on the fence, if you somehow find yourself in the camp of not sure if Biden's my guy, not sure if Trump is my guy, uh, I, I hope that Tuesday is informative for you. We're going to take a break right now. When we return, I want to hear from you. I want to talk about this with you. I want to know what you expect to learn from these two candidates, what you hope to hear from these two candidates, and any questions you may have lingering that can only be answered in a presidential debate. The number, pick up the phone. Give me a call, 801-575-8255, 801-575-TALK. That's the number. I want to talk to you next, live on KSL News Radio. We have been discussing what's coming up next Tuesday. Throughout the afternoon thus far, the first in a series of three presidential debates uh, originating from Case Western uh, Reserve University in Ohio, uh, Cleveland, Ohio, to be specific. Um, A good friend of mine was a student there at Case Western. Uh, Fun place. I went and visited a few times. Anyway, you don't care about that. What you do care about, or at least what I think you should care about, is the presidential debate. Now, I I ranted and raved in the segment before the commercial break there about how uh, I I felt a bit of disappointment as I got my hands on a document yesterday uh, printed by the Commission on Presidential Debates. The topicality of the debates of next Tuesday, or the debate rather singular, uh, is just disappointing. And I I have a cynical reaction to it, and I think uh, that they are after some ratings, right? We have for months now uh, been consuming a pretty steady diet of uh, just a a few headline-making topics, right? COVID-19. We we talk about it all the time here on this program. Uh, The Supreme Court, that is a a topic which has uh, dominated time here on this program and elsewhere for the past number of days, the economy. Uh, the integrity of the election, I think of things like the USPS, uh, also race and violence in our cities. These are topics and issues which have been uh, discussed and debated and rediscussed and redebated ad nauseum. And the two loudest voices on all of these topics that we uh, have just now listed and that we have just learned will be the topics guiding the first presidential debate next Tuesday are... President Donald Trump and Joe Biden. There is no mystery remaining 
when it comes to uh, where the two candidates stand on these six issues. Now, it's possible that these topics change based on news development. That's what Chris Wallace and the debate commission say. But uh, the, the topics which have been discussed thus far, again, Trump and Biden's records, the Supreme Court, COVID-19, the economy, race and violence in our cities, and the integrity of the election There is no mystery to where the candidates stand. Now, I just got a text message a moment ago, and it brings up an interesting point, which I will admit hadn't yet considered. And that is whether or not you'll be watching at all, whether or not there will be an audience for this debate. I, you know, have a a unique job and I kind of need to stay up to date on these types of things, and so I'll certainly be watching, uh, but I will be doing so in my capacity as, uh, you know, the guy that gets on the radio and rambles each day. I don't know that uh, I, you know, accepting, you know, my work responsibilities, I don't know that I would uh, be watching this debate. And so let me put the question again to you, and I'd love to hear from you. Will you be watching the debate? Next Tuesday evening, will you uh, and your family gather together in the living room sit around and watch uh, these two candidates go back and forth? Uh, And if so, what are you hoping to hear? What are you hoping to learn? Is there still something you could hear from one of these candidates that could sway you uh, if you're undecided or if you are in one camp, is there something that may sway you uh, over to the other camp? I, I want to hear uh, about your thoughts there. 575-8255. 801-575-8255 is the call-in number. The, the text writes, uh, based on past performance, I expect very little from either of them. Don't plan on watching. I'll get a recap on Wednesday morning. I'll get a recap on Wednesday morning. Now, we'll, we'll certainly recap it here. Uh, I'm going to get someone from the Trump camp to discuss uh, how they think their candidate did. I'll get someone from the Biden camp, uh, probably have a conversation with Scott Howell, a wonderful friend of the program, see what he has to say about uh, how his candidate fared. And then we'll break it down. I'll share with you some highlights. Uh, I'm sure producer Amy will spend a good chunk of the morning uh, next Wednesday uh, combing through the various comments made by the, the candidates. But what I fear is that those comments will be simple regurgitations of things that we have been hearing for months now. The point of a presidential debate is to inform the electorate. You and I, uh, as granted to us by the the Constitution and uh, and a higher power even, uh, we have the right to vote. You know, here here in this country we do things uh, in a special way and uh, voting on our representation. And in this instance, the president of the United States is a very sacred trust, uh, which we bear, right? And the responsibility uh, for making the decision that informs our vote uh, is, is a heavy burden and a heavy responsibility. Now, it ultimately rests on us, right? It's not Chris Wallace's responsibility. It's not the Commission on Presidential Debates. It's not their responsibility. All right, the Constitution grants them nothing. It grants us uh, the right to vote. And I would add that it uh, is not only a right, but a responsibility. And so, you know, you and I should spend some time, uh, you know, digging into these candidates. I know that time is precious and we don't have much of it. And so we do end up relying on people like Chris Wallace and organizations like the Commission on Presidential Debates and even on news media. And so, knowing that, and I know Chris Wallace knows this. Uh, I, I've had, I've been lucky enough to have conversations just like this. That we conversations we are having right now. 
I, I have had with Chris Wallace. And I've asked him uh, uh, about uh, like the duty and the, the, the purpose of presidential debates. And I have heard him say that it is in to inform and to aid in the decisions made by voters. And so why is it that I can't help but looking, I can't help but look at this list of topics, the Supreme Court, COVID-19, the economy, issues that I'll, I'll, I'll repeat, we know where these candidates stand. What could possibly be gained by hearing them, uh, you know, rehash over and over what we have heard, the, the, the president on COVID-19? We think we have it very well under control. We have... Very little problem in this country at this moment. Well, we pretty much shut it down coming in from China. We're going to see what happens, but we did shut it down, yes. Right? We, we know that the president is very proud of his approach. And Joe Biden on the economy. The vast majority of American people are suffering right now. They don't measure their public health, their physical uh, security, and their economic stability based on the market. Let's reverse the Trump tracks cut. Imagine we have that. If we, had we, know, that- we know where Joe Biden stands on the economy. We also know that this type of, uh, you know, name calling and uh, slinging of mud, uh, we know, unfortunately, that it gets attention. It can it can secure and maintain eyeballs. Right. And in the debate business and in the uh, television and radio news business, uh, when that happens, unfortunately, the reality is that people uh, tune in. Okay, I have uh, complained much about the the commission. I have made it known. I I feel that we're being let down a little bit. Uh, I I hope that I'm wrong, uh, but the topicality, for me at least, seems to indicate otherwise. Uh, I I shouldn't just complain. I should offer up alternatives, correct? Well, if it were up to me, if it were up to me, there are some topics that I would like to see addressed. And hopefully, you know, hopefully— in the second and third debate, we get into uh, you know more unknown territory. We can shed some light on the positions uh, held by these two candidates, things that we don't already know. They may be opportunities for learning. Uh, how do we get to that point? Well, uh, we ask questions uh, about topics, uh, say, gun control and the death penalty, the future of the electoral college, uh, abortion, uh, immigration, even medical marijuana, uh, vaccines for children. Obamacare, the right to health care, education, reparations, defund the police. Is that a thing? These are the types of topics that I would like to hear debated. Because on all these topics, there is nuance, there are policy attitudes that are not necessarily communicated in the headlines uh, that we see. All right? So those are my hopes. Uh, I I hope that uh, over the course of this debate season uh, that we get into these more substantive issues. And I hope, what I hope is that on Tuesday, as Chris Wallace moderates, that once we get past, once we get past 
you know, the, the, the one-liners that we have heard for months now from Trump and Biden. I hope that he, during the course of those 15 minutes, each dedicated to a different topic, that he is able to extract from the candidates or pose questions in such a way that the candidates will, in fact, uh, reveal things that you and I uh, have not already known, that you and I have not already gleaned from hearing them go back and forth now for months. All right. Uh, those are my views. We're going to take a, a break here. And when we return, we're going to set our sights on the uh, the choice for Supreme Court. We have spoken about one candidate. There are two more I want to discuss with you next on Live Mike. A stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. 